0: Welcome to Design Build Delivers, a podcast presented by the Design Build Institute of America. Now, it goes without saying that if you're on a design build team, you know better than most how important effective leadership is to get a project across the finish line successfully. But how do we build good leaders? Can those skills even be taught? Dwayne Abels with Pioneer IQ says absolutely. Dwayne is one of DBIA's most popular conference presenters and he's spent a career helping businesses succeed by focusing on those so-called soft skills we too often ignore. We pulled Dwayne aside for a little one-on-one time at DBIA's latest Water, Waste, Water and Transportation conferences to talk about the leadership challenges facing design-build professionals, especially young professionals. We are so glad to be here talking to Dwayne Abels with Pioneer IQ. Um, He's got a lot to help us understand what's needed to be good YP leaders, how we can help our emergent leaders and our existing leaders figure it all out together. There's about a million places we could start. (laughs) I don't even really know where to start. Let's start with some of the challenges, I think, facing young professionals in this Mm -hmm. industry as they try to figure out their place. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that they face right off the get-go?
1: Well number 1 you're walking into an industry that's really complex and it's an industry that right now has no capacity to do anything train and you know ultimately invest a bunch of time in, into their people because everybody's so busy doing projects but at the end of the day we we all have this craft right to design or build great things so ultimately you've got to realize that you're coming into an industry that does significantly great things but yet we don't really capture the essence of what we do, the impact that we have on communities, society, our environments, anything like that, because we're head down doing projects, and it's a, it's a phenomenal industry to be in, and there's a ton of great stories coming from the industry, but we just don't tell them often enough, you know, but it doesn't mean that the industry doesn't genuinely love what we do, or it doesn't mean that we're not passionate, it just means that we're just head down busy doing projects. You know, and and that's that's what we're focused on trying to help. And for
0: a young professional who's inevitably you get out of school and you just want to get that first job, mm-hmm. um, you get that first job. And the next thing you know, like you said, you're head down doing projects and you haven't necessarily maybe even thought about what it is you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a that's a great, great point. Um, you know, in, in the session that we just came from, uh, we talked a whole lot about. Uh, what's required of the young professional and what's required of the executive or the manager or leader so that you get the right person working in the right organization, right? And that should be the goal of every professional and every every leader. And so um, a couple of key things that I would definitely encourage young professionals to get clear on is the fact that there are a ton of design and construction firms that they could choose from all over the U.S., right? And so they've got to choose the one that's in alignment with who they are, what they want to become, that that allows them to live the lifestyle that they want to have, that allows them to have the input and the and the impact that that they have a desire to have. So first and foremost, young professional just needs to know themselves, right? Take the pressure off of finding a job and get really clear for a minute on who you are, why you exist, the the need that you want to serve in the in the, in the community, a vision for your life, the lifestyle you want to live, what beliefs really guide your decisions and then find an organization where you're able to do that you're able to live it out you know and and what happens is is because there's so much pressure to find a job that we get into these organizations that don't align with who we are as individuals and people the other problem is that oftentimes leaders aren't doing a great job of allowing others to get really clear on what that organization's about what they're trying to achieve what their culture's like and i was uh, talking earlier in the session about how every organization should be welcoming to everyone but it should not be a good fit for everyone just like a household my household versus other people's households you know and and realizing the uniqueness of each of each organization and making that a part of your story so that people can choose where they should Should live in terms of their career because
0: it is almost a marriage you want to find you want to find that as an employer you want that happy employees and employee you want an employer that's going to give you what you need yes to to succeed yep
1: yep it's definitely a good analogy
0: now the for the it's easy to say find yourself if you're a young person you're probably doing that in a million different ways Mm -hmm. even beyond the job but you I thought had some really interesting concrete ways that they can create a personal vision, Mm -hmm. those areas that will help them really break it down into how do you figure out what you want to be and what's important to you. Can you talk about some of those areas of a personal vision? Yeah, absolutely. Somebody who really just doesn't even know how to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you're thinking through um, your purpose, your purpose is really something that you live out every single day. You know, it's why you exist and you should be living that on a daily basis. But when you're thinking about a vision, you're really thinking about what is it that you want to become in the long term. And it's really hard for us as a a society to dream anymore. You know, we're so focused on the current uh, social media trends and what's happening today that we don't just sit back and dream about what I personally want to become. You know, so we have six different areas. And the first area is what do I personally want to become physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually? What do I want to become Right. And then the second area is what do I want my closest relationships or my marriage to look like? And we have to be intentional about that. But what do we want that marriage or those relationships to look like um in the long term? And then thirdly, what would my family ultimately become? You know, and, and I find that men and women um oftentimes are very passionate and care a lot about their family, but they're not intentional about how they're spending their time and what they're teaching and doing to help grow them into being a certain type of people and family. Right. But what does that look like? And then fourth, your home. Your home isn't a place to collect stuff, even though a lot of us do that, <laughs> me included sometimes. But your home's really a place for you to facilitate your life's vision, places for your hobbies and spending time and doing things with the people that you love doing what you love. So your home, what what should that do and how should that facilitate it, your, your vision? And then your career, you know, a couple of questions on your career. Who do you want to impact the 40 to 50 hours a week that you, you're dedicating to your career? How do you want to impact them? What will that look like long term? And what do you need to do today to start moving in the direction to being able to have that impact on a greater scale? And then lastly, the community. You know, the, the men and women of the design and construction industry are phenomenal. They're bold. They're intelligent. They're courageous. And our society needs a lot more of that personality. Running baseball teams, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, doing all the thing, running churches, running organizations. And what makes us great also is what is needed in our community. So of those six areas, each one, you should have a clear picture of what you want to do, be or become, so that you're working towards that and being intentional about it.
0: And yet, chances are, I think, fairly good. And I think you reference have referenced this. People generally, in those six buckets, work fills up half of it.
1: Yes great point yep yeah. yeah so when you start out and we do a lot of workshops with executives and their their spouses even and what we find is that when you start to say to someone what's your vision what they articulates their work you know and especially if they're an owner or an executive their vision is about the company you know and and it's causing a lot of issues in industry but your life is broken up into at minimum six areas and so we should have a picture of what we want our life to look like in each one of those areas not just our career
0: if you, if you don't have defined goals it's almost impossible to hit your goals so this it is, gives you an ability right. to define mm-hmm. what it is you actually want out of this yes now we talked briefly then about the employer side the existing leader side and and the point the, that I think you made so well there is that how how if they're not well defined if 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 my organization looks like that organization and that organization mm-hmm. and that organization then how in the world are they going to draw the people that are good fits because they look like everybody else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that really um, bugged me, you know, just to be really transparent, it, it it kind of offended me in a way. Was the attitude that I started to to see from a lot of people looking for jobs, and and even started to see it with owners, and and the attitude was really simple: is like, well, they're all the same, and and companies aren't all the same at all. They're made of people. They are. They're made of people, but our leaders aren't clearly articulating what they believe and why they exist and what they're trying to accomplish and how their organization is going to change their world which is what people are looking for to figure out if it's a good fit for me as a professional to work or if it's a good fit for me as a as a as an owner to partner with you know it, it, you discover it once you get in but that's where the disaster happens. You know, owners are frustrated with with their with their professionals, and professionals are frustrated with their employers, all because we can't articulate what's already there.
0: As an existing leader, how do you do that? How do you def- how do you better define who you are?
1: Absolutely, good question. So, um, just like in the session earlier, um, there's a couple of key things that leaders are responsible to communicate. Number one, why do they exist? And it's as simply as as asking this question. Do you exist just to make money? Do you exist to serve yourself? Or do you exist to serve others and have an impact? You you can start there, but leaders have to figure out why they exist, right? Right. Secondly, they've got to get really clear on a vision for their organization. How are they going to change their world? They could be a small local engineering firm. They could be a global engineering firm. But each of us are doing projects that significantly impact our community. The question is, is, can the leader clearly articulate their impact on the community so that people can attract to that and feel engaged in doing something greater than just collecting a paycheck. And then thirdly, we've got to help people get really clear on the role that they play every single day and how it contributes to that impact. It's, it sounds really simple, but but we don't have the time and we don't take the effort to start to think through those components, and those components are what makes a great story right yeah. and the fourth thing that a leader is required to do is tell a great story you know and we have hunters and fishermen and baseball players and and all these athletes in our industry and we all f- tell phenomenal fishing stories or, or whatever we do but when it comes to our business we've kind of lost the storyline right so a leader's got to be able to find that storyline that articulates why they exist and what they're trying to change do or become and what really drives their, their organization so that people can choose.
0: And I think anybody who's done, who's looked for a job can relate to those interviews where you're sitting down on the other side of the desk and you're not really 100% sure if this is a good move or not. Yes. You walk out after an hour with someone, you're still not 100% sure exactly what this job is going to be like.
1: Yes, great point. Uh, I was in a meeting two weeks ago. And uh, one of the the senior vice presidents at their, I don't know, 70, 80, man firm uh, design shop, and she's an executive in this organization, has been there for two years. And, and she literally said to the group, the worst day I've ever had in my career was my first day of work here. Wow. And I'm like, okay, well. That's what, honest. <laughs> yeah, well, what's driving that? And she said, I came in all excited to, to figure out what this place is like and what I was going to get to do and how it was going to work. And I sat in a cubicle for six out of the eight hours, and only four people talked to me the whole day.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And she said it took everything in, to me, in me to get back here the second day.
0: Sure. Why would you want to come back?
1: Right? right. But it's because we're so busy. We don't have the capacity to even be intentional about welcoming people in, training them correctly, Um, ordaining them, if you will, and commissioning them to to work in their organization. And we've got to be better at that as an industry so that people better engage and we pull the potential out of the people and the organizations that are in the industry.
0: You know, that lack of time keeps coming back and back and back in every aspect of this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I know at DBIA, when we do our mentoring program, we always have a huge number of mentors because they have an opportunity when they're away from the office, They're at a conference or an event that pulls them away from the day-to-day. They're eager to do that. Mm -hmm. And yet, in the day-to-day world, when you come into the office or go out to the project site, you just don't have the time to fulfill that mentoring role, which then leaves a huge gap given what we're seeing in our industry with our baby boomers Mm -hmm. coming out. yes, I don't know how you overcome that just physical reality of there are only 24 hours a day, and how do we mentor that next generation so that they're prepared?
1: Yeah, it's really simple. None of this is rocket science. I was on the phone this morning with a uh, with a founder of a 130, 140-person engineering firm. And I said, well, what's going on with you? What are your challenges? How are you overcoming? We're just kind of digging into where he was at. And he said, you know, I just did an interesting exercise. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in suspense mode. What is it? And he said, I've been tracking my time for two weeks. And I said, okay, well, that's not what I was expecting to say, but what did you uncover? He said, I spend over 70% of my time doing things that don't matter. Wow. And 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 it was huge. His revelation in being intentional about the three or four big responsibilities that he has as the leader and how he's dedicating time throughout his calendar to making sure that those things are done. And it's not related to projects or client relationships. It's literally about supporting and mentoring the executive team, the management team, and the resources that they need, and going out and recruiting some some great senior level talent. But he was spending the majority of his time doing things that were, in his words, worthless.
0: Interesting. So that if we take a lesson from that, then we've got some window of time in there, we've just got to find it. Yes. If we, if we think that this is important for, for number one, our, our business, our, our young professionals in our industry.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the greatest lessons I learned. And I don't tell many people this, but um, there's a company called Productivity Partners. And the uh, lady, Cynthia Karyosis, that runs that, um, I brought her into the organization just for me personally about 15 years ago. And she said to me, "Duane, you waste over 60% of your time. And I'm like, no, I'm busy. I do all kinds of great things. She goes, no, you don't. She said, you do 6% of your time is spent on things for your business that people in your business are more qualified to do.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So and that's, that's then a matter of assessing who you've got in place and what they can do. and huh?
1: Absolutely. It is knowing your role and your responsibilities and dedicating your time and being intentional about it. Again, it's not rocket science, but because we're so busy getting and doing projects that we don't take the time to think about how we want to spend it.
0: So if you've got, let's say you have a young professional sitting here who is, completely unhappy and doesn't know what to do to get themselves back on track. Is there a first piece of advice that they would need to do to try
1: to get it figured out? Don't expect someone else to do it for you, don't. Because what our industry needs is leadership. We have phenomenal managers, project managers, client managers, strategic managers, if you will, but we don't have many people who are leading with inspiration and strategy, right? So, don't expect someone to do it for you. What you're learning, if you're feeling that, is that there's a lack of leadership around you, and it's your choice to either be that or wait for it. And when you wait for it, all you're going to do is get frustrated and disengaged.
0: And then for those existing leaders who maybe are feeling like they're um, their younger folks are not coming up quick enough, they're not filling the gaps fast enough, or, or the business is just not thriving the way it should And think its personnel related. What, what, what do those existing leaders need to do to get their house in order?
1: First question, what are we trying to accomplish? Not project related, but when you look at the bigger picture of the company, what are you trying to accomplish? How are you going to change your impact, the owners, the end users, or your community, right? What's that bigger picture look like? And is everyone clear On what they're doing and how it connects back to accomplishing that greater picture first and foremost secondly do you have the right person so let's say you're frustrated about an individual right and you just call them the millennial right and and he or she is showing up every day on time putting forth effort but you're frustrated with what they're doing what I find half the time is they're just not clear on what they're supposed to do right and then we get frustrated because they want feedback all the time We should leverage that what what I found younger people want to do millennials or or even older than millennials is that they want to stay on track and they want to live in their sweet spot and they don't want to spend time derailing because they really value their time. right? Right. And so we have to put that in place. But most people boomers specifically they don't enjoy doing reviews. It's the worst thing they do in their career. But the younger folks want it. They want leadership. They want direction. They want to be better. And if you're avoiding that, then there's going to be a rift there. So get clear on what we're trying to achieve, do, be, or change. Make sure that people are clear on what their contribution is and give them feedback so that they can stay on track.
0: And both pieces of advice basically revolve around do something. Don't wait on it to ha- get fixed for you.
1: If you're frustrated, you do something. That That's really what it boils down to.
0: Good basic management, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Dwayne Abels, Pioneer IQ. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. There is no way we can hit all the leadership and growth topics Dwayne covers in his conference presentations, but you can learn more about the practical ways both young professionals and existing leaders can maximize your impact in your position, your industry, and your personal life. With a click of the mouse, you can go to PioneerIQ.com. DBIA is also excited to offer a new five-part Leadership Matters webinar series for design builders. Take a moment and check it out on our webinar page at dbia.org. And hey, did you know that this is DBIA's 25th anniversary? We're planning a huge party in New Orleans at our annual Design Build Conference and Expo in November, so stay tuned for more on that.